When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is an special report. Now reporting. The very handsome Jewish man, Peter Rosenberg. Yannin's at six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Can I just say one thing, Don? Sure. Um, you're not done. It stands up, but it's Don. not. Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. No wonder your show is number one. Wouldn't it be a K-Show party miracle if Edith just came walking into the party? Wouldn't that be awesome? That'd be something. If who walked in? Edith. Oh, yeah. What if What if Morris walked in? I think that would be a miracle. That would actually, you're saying that would be an actual miracle. Yeah. Like walking on water. It would be big. Um, we should give a shout out to um, Barbara and Spike and some of our other Florida listeners who are bracing for the hurricane. Hopefully everything will be all right. Um, yes, absolutely. We will get to some things about the hurricane here shortly, but sending them the best. Let's start off by saying good evening to Michael. That's Pitt Kirk. Let's say good evening to Don. This guy couldn't pick lint out of his navel. Oh, hurtful. Good evening to Don again. But he didn't call me Michael Don. To Michael or myself. Oh, Maybe I'm smart. No. <laughs> and to, lastly to myself thank you that was very underrated thank you no <laughs> oh, that was when michael was complimenting me in the, a horrible way insulting me i mean those were compliments thank you um let's start with the new york giants we've been talking about them quite a bit might as well stay here uh, Giants not only lose the game last night, a divisional game to the Cowboys, but they also lose their longest tenured player, Sterling Shepard, another injury. Here's Brian Dable on the Shepard injury. Yeah, ACL. Got that news just about 15 minutes ago in the doctor's meeting. And again, reiterate what I said yesterday. He's a tremendous person. He worked so diligently to get back and you know, feel terrible for him that he had that injury. You know, He's a big part of our team, and uh, we'll miss him out on the field. Uh, Daniel Jones on the Shepard injury. Yeah, it's just real tough to see that for sure. You know, a guy who worked so hard and battling back from an injury last year, and yeah, I feel for him as a teammate, as a close friend, and yeah, it's tough to see. You, you almost have to wonder, Don, about the turf at MetLife. So many people have gone down by the turf monster. He wasn't touched. A lot of people have complained about this. Is it the turf? We've yeah. seen it happen a lot. I know, but... How do you think the turf? He just—it just seemed like he just was running normally. He didn't—he didn't slide. Didn't seem like a misstep. Right. That, so it's probably the turf is unforgiving. I don't know. I don't know either. There's a lot of guys who were falling down. Even on that play, Sills fell down. So I can understand that maybe there's some issue. I know Dable well, was asked about it. He yeah, said he was. probably investigate after the season, right, Peter? Yeah, he was asked about it. Let's hear from Dable on the turf. 
No, I know there's, there's been a lot of studies, not just here, but probably in, in every stadium. I think, again, look, you look at Shep's injury, he was jogging. So, you know, I'm sure that, you know, throughout the season and, and the off season that we'll sit down and discuss, you know, those type of things. Yeah. Mm. Didn't really understand there at the end there. Didn't really make any sense, but. It's a shame. Yeah, it's, it's really, really sad. Uh, Shepard seems like a great guy. Um, here is Brian Dable again um, being asked what he said to Evan Neal after a rough game. Keep your head up. You get ready to work next week. You know, we all have days that are plays that we wish we could have back. You go back, you work on it, and you get better. You get ready for next week. How about that Galladay drop yesterday? Terrible. Oh. He that wants the ball beaut- thrown to him, and then he drops a yeah. You can't a, a, a ball first down. I, I I listen. I know the guy has not been good. I almost felt bad for him. Like you finally get a spot where you get a ball right in the chest and just throw it on the ground. Here's Brandon Jacobs on with KJM earlier, saying Daniel Jones didn't really have a chance last night. Dallas defensive line they got after Daniel Jones. The man got sacked six times, had twenty. 20- Three, 24, 25 pressures. We just couldn't block them up front on D-line. They painted their ears back, and they just came. And it was nothing we could, you know, we could have done about it. Everybody wanted to point the finger and blame Daniel Jones for everything because that's the easiest thing that you can do is blame the quarterback for the success of the team. They certainly seem like they like him, you know. They do They do stick up for him. You mean the Giants nation? Giants themselves, too. Like, they're all saying, we, we didn't do number eight right, we didn't do eight right, and... You know, you didn't hear that kind of love about Sam Darnold when he was at the Jets. I think this team actually really likes this guy. And they should. He's a, he, he's a good guy. And I think he could be a, a decent quarterback. But he'll forever be graded on the curve of being the sixth overall pick. I, I think the, the attitude about him, like I said earlier on the show, if he was your backup quarterback and had to come in because your starter got hurt, you'd be in love with this guy and be begging him to start. But he's the sixth overall pick, and they didn't pick up his fifth-year option, and a lot goes into that. Uh, Jacobs also went on on KJM to say the Giants' wide receiver situation is a problem. I'm here. I'm trying to figure out what's going on with Kenny Galladay. I've been trying to figure this out for the last two weeks now. I don't know what's wrong. I haven't seen much. Of, I know Tony's been banged up. I think a little hamstring he had in training camp. I don't know. I wish we had more wide receiver play, you know, take some pressure off of Saquon and make Daniel Jones' job a little easier. I mean, the, the guys he's throwing to, man, not too many people has ever heard of him. But at the end of the day, man, you know, you need a court, the wide receiver uh, group, and, and you need that one bell, Kyle. We don't have that. Not wrong, and they're and they're now one wide receiver worse after losing Sterling last night. Um, I, we mentioned the hurricane Ian, and it is expected to impact a lot of different sports situations. The Mets have a weekend series with the Braves in Atlanta that, of course, could decide the NL East, and could also be impacted by Hurricane Ian, which is supposed to make landfall in Florida on Friday and hit Georgia shortly thereafter. They're currently scheduled to play at 7.20 on Friday, 7.20 Saturday, and 7 p.m. on Sunday. According to CBS 46 in Atlanta, rain is expected to move into Georgia throughout the day on Friday with the biggest impact late Friday night through early Saturday. Two to five inches of rain expected in northern Georgia on Friday, uh, between Friday and Sunday. 
Also wind gusts up to 39 miles an hour. Both the Mets and Braves are off Thursday. So in theory, guys, they could start the series on Thursday night and try to get ahead of the storm. So I'm surprised they haven't announced that already. Because if you're so concerned about the sellout that the Braves have, give the fans notice. It's only Tuesday to buy tickets up. It's supposed to be a gorgeous day on Thursday. Just play the two. Listen, I, I know that this is a business, okay? And so the Braves are going to lose money if they cancel the games when they're supposed to be played. But the games now are the thing. Let Major League Baseball make up the money they'll lose. The games are the thing. The way the playoffs are set up now, you can't move them. So if you think it's going to be a problem playing the games, move the games to a dome stadium. Move the games to Thursday. There are things that you can do. It's been done before. 2017, Yankees are supposed to play the Rays. Uh, there was a hurricane in Florida, and they decided Major League Baseball have those games played at City Field. It can happen. I'm not saying playing the games at City Field where the Mets would get an advantage. Play the games in Phoenix. Play the games well, in Houston. Play the games in Arlington. Anywhere with the Dome. But don't even try to play it this weekend. You're going to just jack everything up. But, but but here's the thing. you got a gorgeous day on Thursday. So play two. And then you got two of the games out of the way, and then you don't have to. Then you only have one game to make up. And what's what's the worst case scenario? Oh, then it ends up being the, the 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 storm goes in a different direction. You've got gorgeous days on Saturday and Sunday, and you're not playing. Okay, but that's, otherwise that's you're gonna have to. Point, Don. Do you if really you get, want if, two two or three days to make? Get two games out of the way, and then you make the announcement now, so you can sell as many tickets as you can. Day night doubleheader on Thursday. It's a great point, Don. You get the two in on Thursday. Then if you just luck out a little bit. You're able to get another one in over the weekend. Yeah, it's it, I, I baseball. They drag their feet because Michael said it best. They're afraid of the embarrassment of that it ends up being not bad, and you could be playing. But the, tell the players that you're going to get an extra couple of days off. Nobody likes the day night doubleheader. Nobody likes to play two games. But then maybe maybe you can squeeze the game in on Friday afternoon before the storm gets bad. And then guess what? You've got Friday night, Saturday, Sunday off. Mets could leave Atlanta, go home, rest, have a rare weekend off to prepare for the final se- uh, series of the season. And, well, let me ask you this, Don. When when did Scherzer and DeGrom last pitch? Oh, well, see, DeGrom obviously pitched Saturday. So it was Scherzer on Sunday, right? Scherzer on Sunday, right. So, I mean, I think Major League Baseball, with the Thursday thing, they want to be fair to the Mets. That means Scherzer can't start either the first two games. Uh, I guess DeGrom can because he pitched on Saturday. DeGrom can. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That would be four days. That would be normal. But you'd be losing one of your best pitchers. Ah pitching one of the first two games in a, in a series that is going to decide who's going to win the NL East. But you could also have a situation, Michael, where um, you try to fit the game in on Sunday and then it starts to rain and then the starting pitcher can't go because he threw two innings and can't come back after a two-hour rain delay. I understand you, sometimes there's nothing you can do, all right, except the best you can do. And you've oh, got That's a quote per- too, Michael. The, the, the perfect Thursday, beautiful day, at least get two of the games. I don't mean to say out of the way, but wouldn't it be better? And it, what, the worst-case scenario is that they could have played? I think people would understand it. They'd get it. Atlanta would get their two gates, and you'd only have one game to possibly have to make up. Right. Which, you know, I, I, well, but they'll listen. drag their feet, and now what ends up happening, they'll announce it tomorrow, Peter, where th- that they're playing, and there'll be less of a chance to sell the ticket. On it, it just well, listen. Uh, there are other there are other teams affected right now, and other decisions are being made because of Hurricane Ian. The Tampa Bay Bucks are relocating their football operations to the Dolphins training complex in Miami, 
starting on Wednesday because the storm is going to hit impact the Tampa area and not Miami. The Lightning, Tampa Bay Lightning have postponed their preseason uh, home games Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, USF and East Carolina, which were supposed to play in Tampa on Saturday night, will instead play in Boca Raton on 2.30 at 2.30 Saturday afternoon. The South Carolina-South Carolina State game scheduled for Saturday has been rescheduled for Thursday. Florida Eastern um, and Washington football game scheduled for Saturday has been rescheduled for Sunday. So, Don, to your point, you can figure it out. There are ways to get this yeah, done. But, but everybody wants to figure it out so it's all fair for everybody. Well, so, the thing that cannot be sacrificed is the integrity of the games. Right? Do you really want to play Michael and Peter a meaningful game in 30-mile-per-hour um, 30 wind gusts and, and rain delays and maybe a compromised field that they might be able to get it or, or just play, play two on Thursday? I, to me, it's just a no-brainer. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Um, Miles Garrett has been released from the hospital after a scary-looking one-car crash in his Porsche. He suffered non-life-threatening injuries while driving on a rural road following practice on Monday. He had been taken to the hospital with an unidentified female passenger. His playing status for this weekend in Atlanta is unknown. Mac Jones... Uh, has an ankle situation and is likely to miss several games, according to Adam Schefter. Doctors have diagnosed it as a severe high ankle sprain that would cause many to have surgery. Jones and the team are still discussing the options and the best way to proceed. You know, it's funny. People say, you know, like with Quincy Williams, well, we dodged a bullet. We, we thought it might have been broken. But instead, it's a, it's a bad high ankle sprain. I've talked to people in, in baseball for years. They say sometimes it's preferable to have it broken. It heals quicker. High ankle sprains are bears. Mm. They don't get better in a hurry. They just don't. So we could be getting a heavy dose of Brian Hoyer for your New England Patriots. Are they done? I mean, this, this doesn't help. <clears throat> and I don't think they're a special team to start out with. A Belichick team is always going to be a gritty team, but they're not a super talented team. Now, Hoyer now I was thinking about month. this when I was in the car the other day, driving, because that's where I do my thinking. Mm-hmm. Me too. You're a big thinker. I love to drive, by the way. But let's say Belichick has another bad year. Does he keep the job as long as he wants, or does Kraft go, okay, that's enough? I mean, would he ever think about getting rid of a guy who's won six Super Bowls? Would you ever think, okay, your, your expiration date has happened? Or is he stuck with him for as long well, as Belichick wants to be there? When you say stuck, like, I think if it came down to where I think 
I could win more with another coach. But is it really that or just, hey, I don't have anything special at quarterback? Team's in transition right now. Wouldn't you rather transition with Bill than bring but, in some hotshot assistant that you don't know anything about? But Bill Belichick is also the GM. So the way the team is is on Bill Belichick. I mean, so if, if you, you don't have a special quarterback, Mac Jones was a first-round pick. If he's not a special quarterback, then Bill made a mistake with him. Well, it, that is it, a unique circumstance. But that wasn't like he was the first overall pick. It was, well, he was, it was 15th, right? Yeah, wasn't it was a mid-round 15th? first pick. I mean, I, I, I think it was, yeah, you'd like it to be special. I don't know if anybody really thought he was going to be special or they needed a quarterback and they took their chance on him. I, I would probably have a conversation about maybe him relieving himself of the GM duties. I think you'd have a better chance of him relieving himself of the coaching duties. He's not going to make a, a, a dinner without buying the groceries, as Bill Parcell said. Let's let's not talk about him relieving himself anymore. Um, guys, did you get a look at uh, the pictures moving around of Zion Williamson? No. Yep. You haven't looked on? I have not. Oh, Is boy. Is he doughy? No. Um, what's the exact opposite of that? I'm oh, a really? big boy. Oh, man. Chisel. He looks this the the the, the pseudo bullying he sort of took for his shape last year is going to make a lot of a lot of people in the NBA unhappy this coming season. It looks like I mean he looks just absolutely jacked. Well, he stays healthy. Well, you wonder how related that is, right? I mean, him being if he's in great shape, how much better is the likelihood that he can take care of himself better? But, man, I would love to see an absolutely full-strength Zion Williamson and see what he's capable of because we really haven't seen it. It doesn't feel like we've gotten tastes of it, and you can tell he's amazing. But, guys, we haven't had – do you remember the level of – I mean, I know I don't want to embarrass myself here. Do you remember the level of excited I was about Zion Williamson? It had me pulling for Duke. Which is unbelievable. I mean, pulling's a strong strong way of verbalizing it, but I – I was very dialed into their games. Now, uh, the Nets picked up Markeith Morris this offseason, and he spoke to the media about joining the Nets and about the uh, drama with KD. Like I said before, you know, my, you know, Brooklyn was on my was a top team the whole summer. Actually, that was my number one phone call right up until what happened with Kevin. But, you know, man, just, that's the NBA, man. You break up with a girlfriend, you get back with her. Same shit. Same. <laughs> yeah, your differences until you figure it out. Broke up my wife a couple times. We still married. <laughs> it works. But, you know, sometimes you need space to figure some things out. It works. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, but they didn't get space. They never moved out. Right. They like didn't he, get that he time. called. He called his wife awful names and never left the room. Right. They just sat there and stared at each other. They stared at each other. How did it get better? You know what he? I was reading what he said yesterday that. You know, we, we didn't have any respect on the court for each other. And I think he was upset that when he was out for those 10 games that the team collapsed. And I think he blames that on Nash, and they've supposedly spoken, and that it won't happen again. But that's going to be something to watch because I don't think the days of Kevin Durant demanding to be traded are over. You think there's another demand this year? I think that if things go south, he's going to ask again. Let's talk New York Knicks, Tom Thibodeau. Um, spoke about his team and specifically Evan Fournier being the front runner for starting point uh, shooting guard. 
We need shooting. You know, the one thing that I know is that with Jalen, with RJ, with Julius, we have to put shooting around them, right? Mitch will give us pressure on the rim. That's what will force the defense to collapse. And so Evan's proven, I thought the second half of last year, he played really well. So we have good depth at that position. We'll, we'll see how everything unfolds. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Well, wasn't he like, he was gone. Like, I don't think any Nick fan thought that he was going to still be no. here, right? I think everyone assumed he was a piece that would be that would be gone. He also, Thibodeau was also asked how he plans to utilize uh, Julius Randle and Obi Toppin. The best thing about young players is they can get better, and they have. Our young guys are they're gym rats, and so when you get guys like that, they they get better. And then you you play the guys. It's based on performance. Who fits best together? It's not fantasy basketball. It's what makes the group work best. So that's what we'll do. You know, and I like the way he's growing. We got to get the best out of everyone. When was it? Uh, was it Barrett that said they're going to shock the world? What does that mean? What what would be shocking the world to you, Peter, for the Knicks? Making the playoffs, conference final. Is he talking about winning the championship? Because I, 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 what are your more, expectations if, for the Knicks? I mean, I guess you were, have to make the playoffs. If they were more than, if they were more than ten games above five hundred, I don't know if that's shock, but it comes close. Well, I mean, you made some moves. You you got to feel like you're a better team than you were last year. So what does that look like? Don, shocking the world for the Knicks. How about this? They go 50 and 32. Well, I 50 would say and that's 32, shocking. I would think. That's shocking the world. That's at least a six seed. I, I think 50 and 32 F- clearly avoids the play-in. Oh, 50 and 32, they could so be you, the four seed. You, so, Three yeah, seed. So, you're, so what you're saying is you get back to what you were the year before. That's better. And, no, that's better than they were the year before. But they were a four seed when they lost to Atlanta. Right. But so, yeah, so so that, that you know, whatever the record is, if you're a four seed, home court advantage, first round of the playoffs. So you would then be saying that they'd be playing in the second round. I think he's probably, when he says shock the world, he's not saying we're going to be in the second round. I think he means more than that. Um, hey, Don, Mike Puma just tweeted, to, to your point about how baseball handles things. From what I'm hearing, the Braves believe the only iffy day for baseball this weekend will be Saturday. If that game were to get postponed, a split doubleheader Sunday between the Mets and the Braves. I, I was looking at the forecast, and it, it does seem to jive there, where the percentages are like 30%, 40% chance, I think, of rain on Sunday. So I guess that's what they kind of are waiting for. But still, I, I still sort of like your idea of being proactive and getting ahead of it. If you have the opportunity. Again, what what what's the negative? The negative is, oh my God, look at major, look at it. it's 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 a beautiful day on Sunday, and there's no game to be played. Oh my God! So I'm looking at, um, again, gorgeous day Thursday. Seventy four is a high, mostly sunny. Friday p.m. showers, fifty one percent chance of rain, sixteen mile per hour winds. Sunday complete, uh, Saturday complete washout. Now I'm looking at Sunday. Looks like Sunday can happen. So here, here's I would play the doubleheader on Thursday, and then you play the one game on Sunday, and and just avoid having to deal with anything on Friday or Saturday. I think it's a good idea. Let's hear from Buck Showalter, who says uh, he's not overthinking the weather situation in Atlanta. 
It's about Pablo Lopez and the Marlins tonight. That's as far as we're, we're going. And that's as far as those type of things, weather and this. Obviously, it's been talked about. It has to be. And it, you know, it started you know, on the plane on the way home, but nothing that gets in the way of what we have to do tonight. And then we get through it tonight. Well, tomorrow, I think there's going to be some moving things. I think from my concern and, and Billy's concern and, and, and Jeremy's concern is making sure that we position ourselves to go in a different, as many directions as we can and not get tied up in this and all of a sudden something happens and you got to be careful about making too many plans, but you do need to create some versatility in what you're able to do and not do, and that's the one advantage of the off days. But uh, you also at some point need to tell pitchers as far as work days and all those other things. But I guarantee you something will happen over the course of tonight that will change the way we look at it. It's happened every day. So, I mean, look, let's be frank, we're somewhat adults here. We, we know what's going on with, but I, I really don't want to put a focus on that because our guys have done a great job of staying on task, and we've got to task one of the better pitchers in the league tonight. We've got to be on top of it. Uh, that was a segment of his audio book. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> so looking at the forecast, again, gorgeous on Thursday. Now, here's the Friday breakdown. Mostly cloudy early with showers developing later in the day. Winds north, uh, 20 miles per hour, chance of rain 50%. Then nighttime, 90% chance of rain. So you really, I think it's dicey on Friday. And then Saturday's a washout. Now, if it's okay on Sunday, why can't you bare minimum announce right now, today, so the fans can buy tickets and everybody's prepared, we are going to play a night game on Thursday. Get a game out of the way. Then if we have Friday and Saturday are washouts, then guess what? You play the doubleheader on Sunday, day night. You're making sense, Don. Right. That'll do it for ENN. On this Tuesday, September 27th, we open the phone lines to anything and everything. It's all on the Yay! Table. Yeah, what did LT say? We don't know. 1-800-919-3776. Peter and Don on the K-Show on 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for listening to the Michael K-Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.